August 23rd, enjoying its Sabbath rest. Jeremiah chapter 25. Under God's divine timetable of extended grace, time had finally run out for Judah to repent of its sins and turn from its evil ways. The Lord had seen enough of their stubborn idol worship and socially destructive behavior to know that something different would be required to turn them around. It was time for the tough love of exile, God's last-ditch effort to preserve the original covenant between him and his people, initiated and agreed to at Mount Sinai under Moses. The prophet Jeremiah announced to Judah that after decades of his own warnings, plus the countless warnings of other prophets, this drastic action would now be forthcoming. Reading from Jeremiah 25, This whole country will become a desolate wasteland, and these nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. Jeremiah 25, verse 11, New International Version. The people of Judah still did not believe him or take his words to heart until the tragedy finally did come to pass. Their 70-year exile in the land of their enemy had begun. Why did God choose 70 years? After that much time, it would be a whole different generation of people coming back into the land. Why not five or ten years? Would not five or ten years be enough for them to get the message, turn and change their ways, and return to their land? While God is sovereign over all creation and can do whatever he wishes without explaining it to us, he had good reasons for choosing this specific number. It was a high number because the Lord had been so patient with Israel for so long. Back in the book of Leviticus, Moses received specific instructions for keeping God's covenant. Through Moses, the Lord led the people out of slavery in Egypt and into a good land. He gave them daily protection and provided all they needed to enjoy a good life. In return for these many generous blessings, their covenant agreement specified that the people were to honor only the Lord in their worship, never other gods. In addition, they were to do their best to obey all of his Ten Commandments, honor his festivals of worship, and strictly follow the prescribed times of Sabbath rest for both themselves and the land they farmed. Leviticus chapter 26 spells out these instructions that the people were required to follow regarding the Sabbath rest. In addition, to, in addition to resting every seven days themselves, God required a Sabbath rest for their fields every seven years. They were not to plant, work the fields, harvest, or sell the crops for profit during the seventh year, but rather give thanks and recognition to the Lord for their bounty. This also provided food for the poor of the community. The Lord promised to provide a large enough harvest during the preceding year to allow this. For most of their time in their land, 490 years, Israel ignored this land Sabbath requirement. After that much time, one might think that the Lord would just forget all about it, but he didn't. God is so holy, he cannot violate his, violate his word or his requirements. A broken covenant cannot just be papered over or forgotten. A new replacement covenant would be needed. When Judah went into exile, they would stay there for the exact length of time that they had skipped over their farmland Sabbath requirement. One year for every seventh year Sabbath rest they ignored during their 490 years in the land. The land would get its required Sabbath rest one way or another. Reading from 2 Chronicles 36, The land enjoyed its Sabbath rest all the time of its desolation it rested until the 70 years were completed in fulfillment of the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah.
That's 2 Chronicles 36, verse 21. Most, if not all, of the kings of the genealogy of Jesus shared responsibility for this failure. We do not know if this land Sabbath requirement was followed during King David's reign, but I suspect it was. The line of kings had failed, but a new king was coming, with a capital K, and he would bring a new covenant with him. Jesus presented this new covenant on the night of the last Passover meal with his twelve apostles, the night he would be betrayed and handed over by the religious leaders for his beating and crucifixion at the hands of the Romans. Reading from Luke 22. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in memory of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Luke 22, verses 14, 15, and 19 to 20. With the new covenant, Jesus himself took all the punishment we deserve for our sins and failures to honor God. There's no longer a need for his believers to experience exile. He took it all for us. Through the shedding of his blood and his resurrection from the dead, we now enjoy a new covenant of grace open to all people. It is not based upon our own worthiness or sufficient track record, but upon faith, a total reliance upon him to cover us with his holiness. We are credited with a perfect fulfillment of the law because of his obedience to the Father, even unto his death on the cross, for all who would receive it. I pray that you have received and enjoy all the blessings of this covenant today. And if not, today is a great day to do so. Reflection. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross for me. I acknowledge my sinfulness and failures to honor you and the Father. Grant me the new birth of the Holy Spirit in my heart and help me to honor God and love others today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great and blessed day in the Lord today.